0: Welcome to Moms Who Say the F-Word with your hosts, Paris and Courtney,
1: the two mom friends you didn't know you needed.
0: We are pleased to bring you another fun episode of Moms Who Say the F-Word. We would absolutely love it if you would leave us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast. Now on with the show.
1: Yo, yo, Paris, what's up?
0: Oh, you know, (laughs) living the dream in 2020. That's how it goes. The dumpster
1: fire of 2020. (laughs) That's pretty much all it is at this point. Yes. I don't even know what to say about that. Living day to day in the dumpster fire. (laughs) You know, two white girls rapping would be kind of funny, and we should rap about that.
0: (laughs) Maybe we don't.
1: (laughs) Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't. Um, I've been trying to find my zen while camping, but can I just tell you as a mother how impossible that is? Well, don't take them with you then. <laughs> God, <laughs> no! Actually, we booked some time um, at a campground I wanted to try for my birthday in a few months, and hmm. I am kind of tempted to not take the kids. We, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We have two more tri- two more camping trips before then, and if they behave themselves and they really want to go for my birthday, then I'll take them. But. Um, It might be nice to get some adult time because I swear to God, they they never go anywhere. They're always here. They're
0: always around.
1: (laughs) Right? (laughs) But, you know, like, so we have this travel trailer. My husband does everything, mostly everything outside. I help him with things that need to be done and if it needs two people or just to make it faster or whatever. But I do everything else. Like, I organize the inside. I feed everybody. I help make beds. I have to deal with bedtime. Like, I do not you're the mom. I'm the mom, mom, 100%, of course. (laughs) But it's like, oh, but it's supposed to be so relaxing. No, my kids can't do anything by themselves. They need me with them 100% of the time. I'm like, oh, my God. Go walk. Go walk.
0: Camping, to me, does not equal relaxing. It reminds me, I would be the mom or the the future stepmom on um, Parent Trap, where she's, like, clicking the sticks together (laughs) to keep the bears away. That would be me. (laughs) That would be me.
1: Oh, my God. I forgot (laughs) about that. And that is hilarious.
0: (laughs) It would be you. That's so true. I know. I know. Your kids could tell me anything and I would be out there doing some rain dance or something.
1: <laughs> well, I do have to tell you because I know like how you feel about camping and all that, but we keep talking about all the bells and whistles in mm-hmm. my in my trailer. So, you know, I have the, the flat screen TV in there. So I bought uh, an adapter from Apple that hooks an HDMI cable to my phone or iPad, which then goes to the TV. So friend, I can have Netflix. Well, in the trailer.
0: I'm sorry. I don't know about traveling anywhere that doesn't have Netflix. I would be doing the same thing. <laughs> like, I would have to rig it to make sure, like, I could have access to my Netflix. My husband, we went when we went to Temecula for our, um, you know, anniversary, he was like, okay, do we have adapters to hook up to the TV so that we can have Netflix? I go, are you kidding me? We're supposed to be spending time together. He's like, yeah, but those times, like, when I'm just bored... <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch Netflix. I'm like, wow, Netflix has just taken over the world. I've decided for reals.
1: Yeah. Well, because Netflix now they obviously they let you download things. Yeah. Well, so when you don't have Wi-Fi, I mean, and we already ha- we already put a Blu-ray player in the trailer so we could watch discs, obviously, but I really wanted to have more flexibility. And then on top of that, I think I told you that we have a Bluetooth. Like speaker system inside. Jesus. So we got uh, an adapter for that because it has an auxiliary plug on that stereo. So now you can do the sound from the TV to the speakers. Oh my god! So we now have Netflix like surround, surround sound. sound. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sh- you correct sure you me if I'm wrong, camping?
0: though. I feel like camping is supposed to be. You're supposed to disconnect.
1: <laughs> You're not supposed to be all connected. Like, what's the point? Well, so the last two times that we went camping, let's see, the first time we went camping, it was raining. So we were on the beach, but getting poured on. So there was times when we just stayed indoors. It was too wet. Like, we weren't going to run around. So that gave us time. We played games, too. Don't get me wrong. We played board games. We played card games. But then as you start to get over that kind of stuff, or the kids start to fight because they think someone's cheating, you turn on the TV instead. (laughs) <laughs> and then the last trip, uh, one of the nights was so windy and cold. And this bright mother forgot to bring sweatshirts. So the kids were not going to be outside. They were too freaking cold. So we watched a movie like that's just it, it's it's a nice thing to fill time when you can't be outside. But I agree. I'm all about, un- you know, it's just kind of not having a lot of electronics, making the kids go play outdoors, be outdoors, cook outdoors. I like all that. Um, But this is just for, like, nighttime and when we're not outside. You realize this
0: isn't your first time mom fail with the sweatshirt business? Like, you did did it it at Disneyland, too.
1: Oh! yeah. See? Yeah, I did.
0: Yeah, I think you should just constantly have sweatshirts in the car. I totally
1: forgot. How did you remember that? And I forgot that. Yeah, it just hit
0: my head when you said, oh, you know, I forgot sweatshirts. I'm like,
1: I I feel like this is like a deja what? (laughs) Well, I checked checked the forecast for the camping trip and I never saw a day that was cold. And so I was like, well, that's cool. One last thing I have to take well, forecast changes. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, so it got pretty cold at one of our stops. But that's right, because that's why my youngest minion has a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt that's too big for her. Because we Correct. couldn't find a kid's one that she wanted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And, really, she was the only one that was cold. And she's always cold. So, I guess I should have thought about that, because I, she has very thin blood or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter what's <laughs> going on. She's always cold. So, anyways, yeah, that was... That was one of my things. I, I'm not finding Zen. And then the other thing was traveling through, you know, for camping, I've got masks, you know, up the wazoo for my kids and everything. I love the one thing that i really do enjoy about the mask thing is finding new mask uh, designs. They're so I fun. It I love is. all my Disney
0: ones. I bought a bunch of Disney ones. So I
1: have, I have a Disney or I have a Mickey Mouse one that a friend made for me. So that one's pretty cool. And then I have a Harry Potter one um, that she made for me as well. But then I found which is the shop that I shared with you, which I probably should give a shout out to. So I'll look that up. But it was um, on Etsy. That well, there's a lot of stuff on Etsy. Well, she doesn't for, have for the Masks. one that you
0: have now.
1: Oh no! Mm-mm. It was oh. it was not even listed. So
0: um, I got the
1: last one then. Or I well, guess so.
0: Sold out. But maybe she'll bring it back. But that that um, Beauty and the Beast mask is pretty phenomenal. So I ended up ordering from her yesterday and I ordered the Deathly Hallows for um, Harry Potter, which it looks pretty cool. And the cool thing about, I don't know what's on the inside of your mask, but it looks like they're reversible. So she has prints on both sides of the mask. So I wasn't sure if you Mine's had... not
1: like that. No,
0: mine's just black on the inside.
1: Interesting.
0: That is interesting. The ones that she had, they were like a design on
1: both sides.
0: So huh. you could wear it either way, which well, I'm down for.
1: So the the place that I ordered from is um, Kinsey Treasures. Kinsey Treasures on and Etsy, and she does have. It looks like she does have a Beauty Beast one now, but it's not the same one. And it, I think that because again, when you're ordering from Etsy, these are homemade things that people are making, and some people yeah. don't sell until they have instead of over promising or whatever yeah and now that i look through here she has ones that i like evil queen and cruella i didn't see that one yeah so i think she's always evolving her shop which is cool mm-hmm. i, think I that's like cool. that
0: and she's uh based out of san jose california right is that what it I think, says
1: um yeah i think it's cali but yep, um san jose california so she it was quick i got him quick like
0: yeah i read her reviews and it sounds like everybody's shipping is really quick so i'm kind of excited to see how fast she can get it because everything else is always on back order like um Old Navy has sets of masks um, for Mm $12.50 for a set of five, which is amazing. And they have kids' ones and they have adult ones. Uh, But it's kind of severely back-ordered, so you're not going to get it for a few weeks. And then Disney was really back-ordered. Like, it was like a month and a half before I got those ones. Dang. You got those
1: straight from Disney? Uh Uh-huh. I didn't know Disney was actually selling them. Yeah, I I think they have them now, too. And their processing might be faster now, but... um, I don't know. Well, well masks are probably going to be a reality for a while, so people should probably get on it. They probably should, yeah. <laughs> but I, I do enjoy having the different designs, so. Me too. What else, what else, what else? Oh, so I think I did I mention this to you about the Amazon wish list group that I'm in and Facebook. Yeah, and I'm super jealous about
0: it. <laughs> so, I can't believe you waited this long to tell me, so you I, got, you got to tell everybody.
1: Yeah. So, you know, anybody that has, uh, well, I don't know if it would work in a large city. It might, maybe. I I feel like there might be more scams happening in a large city, but (laughs) probably, probably, but you kind of have to go into this feeling like you're not going to receive anything, right? Like the whole point of this group is to bless other people with happiness, like sweet, you know, like who doesn't get excited when they get an Amazon package? Even if I know that I ordered something, I still get excited when I get the package. Am I the only one that's like that? I don't know. I feel like
0: all of our listeners um, would be excited about a Amazon package that they did not order, but it's full of something they actually wanted.
1: Right. So the whole point of this group is, and I had to create a public wish list because I don't have a public one. I have one that I just throw stuff on so I don't lose it. Right. Um, and so it's not really a wish list, but so I created a, pub, a public wish list and you just throw some stuff on there and you share the list in the group and then people just, they randomly you know, will buy randomly you stuff. gift you things. Yeah. And it's just, it's been pretty cool. I've gotten a couple of things like a book I wanted and some lights I wanted. And uh, let's see, what else did I get? I got a chapstick and I got a new, um, uh wine opener because i needed one for the rv so yeah so it's just a really it's just sweet but i live in a small town right so this group is just meant for my small town so you could be very well buying for people you know or you can buy for strangers and then they've done a few like they call it share trains where it's either people that lost their jobs which was pretty cool i thought so you know yeah people lost their jobs because of covid people that are frontline workers um and then uh, I've seen some other ones, but then they just do random share trains, and people just put their lists on there, and they purchase for the person above them or whatever. It's just super sweet. It's it's a fun little way to feel good about yourself and to try to make other people feel good. So if you live in a small area, or you can create, you can do it with like a this, group of friends too. You know, what?
0: you can do it with a group of friends, or you yeah. can do like your coworkers. Yeah. which you know, I'm sure would like expand. Like I'm sure somebody knows somebody in need that would like to be a part of that program, um, so anybody can start it. Yeah, you do know, your you mom just start friends. Your, or yeah, do all your mom friends, and then everybody. And obviously, don't put a Dyson vacuum cleaner on your wish list. That's probably not going to happen. Right. Just let right. like, you know. <laughs>
1: Most of the share trains that they do are like five to ten dollar gifts. It's not like a huge thing, and it, you know, and I just it is kind of sweet. Like, and sometimes you just put stuff. I put stuff on there that I wouldn't actually buy for myself, but I'd love to have. Right? right. So even if it's like a five dollar item that I'm like, eh, I'm not going to buy that right this minute. And then someone else sends it to me. It's it's pretty fun. So I don't know. It would be I a great cool. way
0: for me to get the stuff that my husband is tired of seeing me buy, like pens, my pen obsession. And I'll be like, but I didn't buy it. I swear. I know it came from Amazon, but I don't but know it, who bought it for me. I
1: didn't buy it. Well, no, you get, <laughs> get, usually everyone leaves a gift tag. So you have a gift message, so you know, and then in well, the just group messes this whole
0: thing up. Then, so when no, I buy it stuff,
1: yeah. Well, if I bought it though, when I was trying to be secret, secret. Okay, well, we're not talking about <laughs> lying to your husband right now. I hope he's I not would, listening. I would never, anyway. <laughs> you just <laughs> gave yourself cool. away, anyway. You I know. know he listens. I know. And done. <laughs> and done.
0: <laughs> so I think that we would be a huge miss on this podcast if we did not talk about the biggest thing that has happened in the last week, which is. Hamilton. So I don't know if you've seen it. I actually, two years ago, um, June, actually, I saw the actual play, um, here at the Smith Center and it was just amazing. It was not what I expected. Of course, my husband blew it before we got to the theater. He was like, yeah, I was reading up on it and it's all, you know, um, like basically like rap. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) And he goes, yeah, it's like rap music. And I'm like, I wasn't, okay. Like, I wasn't prepared. Like, you think Alexander Hamilton, you think, you know, it's just a big Broadway thing. Nobody really talks about the fact. And maybe I just didn't read up on it or anything that it's, you know, all in, done basically in a rap. You know, I didn't all, know that. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. So now you know. Um, your kids will love it.
1: Yeah, I, I need to watch it I because my kids would really like it. But I need to get them all, like, to sit down and actually watch it. My question is about this, and I am not trying to take away any excitement or anything because I realize it's phenomenal. But I, yes. and your husband, especially because of how he is, I would be curious what happened if he's ever looked into the, the accuracy of it. Because, okay,
0: so just like anything else, like this, its artistic creativity has been definitely put onto it. There are a lot of facts that are in there, but if you really want to know the actual facts, you would need to do your own research and things like that. Because I mean, his life was so big that putting it into four hours of, of course Is it four hours? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's three and a half. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up, but I feel like it was a four hour thing that we went to, but my son (laughs) who is not big on Broadway shows, he gets bored. He, um, he didn't enjoy Aladdin. Okay. That's my kid. Don't even know how that's even possible, but he was just like, Oh, can we go please? (laughs) 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 you know, or like anything that has like acrobatic stuff in it. He's looking at the wires. He's not even paying attention to the actual show. He is just looking at the wires and he's like, this is just fake. Like, I, why are we watching this? Hamilton? He was glued too and he was very interested in fact thank god it was like on tv because we paused it because anytime he had to go to the bathroom we just got to pause it thank god right so but he asked us to pause it usually if he doesn't care about something and he just gets up to go to the bathroom he's gone he but he was like hey can we pause it i need to run to the bathroom really quick i'll be really really quick and i'm like okay whatever but he he really enjoyed it so i don't know but i think he would enjoy it
1: He loves history, though, so I could see him really enjoying something that even if it's not heavy, heavy, heavy on the accuracy. And I I understand that it's all artistic Mm -hmm. license or whatever. It was just interesting when I saw an uh, an article of a, a professor basically talking about the stuff that was missed, I guess. And and because prior I had heard people talking about how it was like this this super great portrayal of alexander hamilton and all this and i was like oh okay like because i didn't know like i wasn't really i don't know anything about like super detailed about alexander hamilton and then i saw this professor basically lining it up and i'm like whoa okay well now i know that going in and it, it is it's more helpful but i don't know if i can get my kids to sit down for four hours dude
0: you never know i'm just saying You never know. They might be totally into it. You might as well, like, get them. And then it opened a whole conversation last night that we were talking about history. And, of course, yes, my son loves history. So he was just super excited to be talking about it. And he had read the book about Alexander Hamilton. So he already knew a lot of the Mm. stuff that was happening and how it was going to progress and all these things. So that was cool. And then, just to turn my whole weekend, like, a lot lighter, I decided to watch Clueless, which I haven't seen (laughs) That's nothing
1: similar at all. Nothing
0: at all similar, like at all. So like, I was like, oh my gosh. And we were sitting there and I was thinking, you know, Clueless, as ridiculous as that movie is, the styles. I'm just like, you know what? Those styles are definitely
1: back. They're coming back. Which is frightening. (laughs) Everything goes around like it always is like that. Fashion and... Hair and all that. It all goes and then comes back. I know. But, anyways, let's get on with our podcast. We've been bantering way too long. Okay, oh. so
0: I'm Paris. I'm the tiger mom to one cub. I'm married to my husband now for 11 years. Whoop, whoop. Uh, we celebrated our anniversary in Temecula, California, and our timing was apparently perfect because it looks like California is going back into lockdown. So, that's no so more wineries not- open.
1: I wonder if that's going to be Disneyland, too. Oh, that, well, they were supposed to open this month, and that ain't happening. They pushed it out. Oh, did they? Mm -hmm. I didn't know they already did it. I thought they already opened up for reservations or whatever. Nope, and shut down. (laughs) Damn it! I know it's not happening. Mickey Mouse, Uh, (laughs) and I'm Courtney, the working mom to three minions that are the light of my life. When they aren't completely smothering me in their constant attention, she loves them. She Uh, loves them. (laughs) I do. I do. But you know what? Yes, I am that mom that gets touched out. Sorry, not sorry. Like, stop touching me. (laughs) just don't touch me um I I was like what is touched out you you've never been touched out well you only have one so you know working from home and my oldest who is a teenager feels that he has to come in and give me five hugs a day and I know I should be thankful because he loves me but like when I'm in the middle of work and Mm -hmm. he's like give me attention I'm like I don't want to (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Well, so I've been married for 12 years, and my husband and I are all about trying to create new adventures, like having kids. That was quite the adventure, but apparently it lasts 18 years. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Joke's on you. (laughs) Uh,
1: All right, so let's get on with it. So I know I've mentioned my slight obsession with true crime <laughs> before so some of that has kind of rubbed off on Paris especially the stories that involve mothers
0: yes so we are taking this obsession this slight obsession apparently just slight and trying this new format with our podcast of mixing our mom lives with a bit of crimes but only crimes like Courtney said that it involves moms that has to be moms all right so hope you guys enjoy our
1: new format and here we go All right. So the first story we decided to cover um, is actually one that came back to my attention recently. It's a local, for me at least, story uh, that really kind of hit the heart of Portland. And it's the murder of the heart children. And I guess actually you would call it, it's a murder-suicide actually. So in March of uh, 2018, two mothers drove their six children off of a California cliff, killing them all. So I sort of remember
0: this story, but I guess I missed the part about how many kids were involved. Shit. Like, wow. What kind of car were they driving that holds that many people is my first
1: question. (laughs) That's what I'd like to know because that's a lot of kids. Uh, Dude, I can fit in my Tahoe. I can fit nine people. So wow. there's, like, SUVs. Yeah. So And it, it was an SUV. So I gathered information from a number of sources, and there's... Let me tell you, there's plenty of them out there, especially local. Uh, but mostly, let's see, Wikipedia, articles from the Oregonian and CNN. Um, so to start this story, you actually have to go back to 2014. And that was actually the first time the Hart family showed up in the news. One of the children, um, Devonte Hart, was photographed crying while hugging a Portland police officer.
0: Oh, I totally remember that photo. Like, very clearly. I can see it in my head, like, right now. Like, that's a, that's a pretty... Famous right. viral story. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So the, the photo went viral like super quickly. It was during a time when um, rallies were happening across the country in response to the death of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. And so at that time, his mothers, Sarah and Jennifer Hart, posted a Facebook post to talk about like how Devonte had this heart of gold Um, so what got me thinking about the story though, is that this photo has started to go around again with the current unrest of the country. So I thought it would be kind of appropriate to let those out there know, um, that while that photo went viral for a very sweet reason in 2014, this is now part of a sad kind of horrific story that concluded in 2018. It makes you kind of wonder though, how these moms
0: could speak so highly about their son back, you know, in 2014 and then drive him off a cliff.
1: Like what the fuck, dude? There's so much to the story, like, it's not super deep in the details, but there's some things that really make you wonder. <laughs> so <clears throat> so a lot of times, like, these stories have a lot of background. This one doesn't have that. So it actually starts at the point of the actual crash that killed Sarah and Jennifer Hart and their six adopted children. And those kids were um, Marquise, 19, Abigail, 14, Jeremiah, 14, Devonte 15, Hannah, 16, and Sierra, 12. And so in March of 2018, Jennifer Hart drove her family SUV off of a cliff on Route 1 near the town of Westport in California. The SUV plummeted 100 feet and landed on its roof on the rocks below, which were like, think about like a cliff, rocks, ocean. That was the rocks that were actually in the ocean. Um, the, The signs in the beginning were they had, at first, the authorities didn't try to say anything. Um, but there was there were no signs of brakes being used, and all indications that the accident was on purpose. So at the time, though, authorities only found the bodies of Sarah and Jennifer and three of their children, Marquise, Abigail, and Jeremiah. It was found that none of the children were in seatbelts, and at first it was reported that the the mothers were. Um, <clears throat> the bodies of Devante, Hannah, and Sierra were not immediately found and were originally believed to be missing. They were hoping that like three of the kids maybe weren't in the car. Um, But sadly, a month later, Sierra's body was found near the crash. And in uh, January of 2019, skeletal remains were found and DNA confirmed that they were of Hannah Hart. So, and actually to date, Devante's remains have never been found.
0: Whoa, hold up. So they never found the kid that went viral. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do we even know for sure if he's dead? Like, not to mention, no brakes were used, but the moms were in seatbelts. Were they hoping to live? Like, I kind of wonder, like,
1: what the thought process was there. Well, I don't think anyone will ever know what their actual thought process was, obviously. obviously. (laughs) So, Devante has actually been officially declared dead, because all indications point to him being in the car as well. Um, And since they did crash into these rocks, like I said, that were basically in the ocean, it's not unlikely that his body washed away after being thrown from the vehicle. So... Unfortunately, I think that that's just going to be the conclusion to, to Devontae, unfortunately, uh, before this accident, though, the general public only really knew of this family because of the viral photo. However, as investigations began after this accident, it turns out that there was a lot more to this family than met the eye. So like, um, most families, Jennifer and Sarah Hart seem to only share the happy things on their Facebook posts, like on their pages. All of the children were adopted from Texas foster care system uh, despite the forward facing life, the heart showed they were living well beyond their means um, in Woodland, Washington. Uh, the kids were apparently money makers. Like they got payments from what seems like a possible parent and then also um, funds from the state of Texas from like the foster care system. Um, all of which was supposed to be, and I put this in air quotes, nobody can see me, but I'm doing air quotes, uh, was supposed to be for the welfare of the children. But when their home was searched, there was no indication really that children even lived there. Like seriously, Paris, you're the cleanest parent. I know literally the cleanest person. I know you like your walls are still white, (laughs) Nice. but there are still like signs that a child lives in your house, photos, room, like room full of toys. Of course i mean i mean
0: i just don't (laughs) how are these kids being raised without toys like how does that even happen i have legos randomly like all over my house it's like a pieces of dust right they're everywhere no matter how many times (laughs) i clean it shows up like it's just it's just there
1: right it's super it's like that's super and even though all the kids were old. They were older. I mean, they were teenage age. But still, but still teenagers have stuff. I mean, my oldest still plays with Legos. He loves There's Legos. definitely a DVD outside of its box somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's happening. And on top of that, this house had no family photos at all. Not to mention beds. So there was one twin size bed two small foam love seats and a small mat that the police assume that's what the kids slept on. Cause wow. other than that, there was one room that had like, a, I think it was a double bed. They assumed was the mother's room, but the kids didn't, they didn't have rooms. There was one room that had a twin bed in it. And the rest of it was like in the house in normal places. So where do these kids even sleep? So, and you know, in the months leading up to the crash, two of the children reportedly told neighbors, their mother abused them and underfed them. And that kind of is confirmed by the coroner that examined the remains of the children um, because they came to the conclusion that they were all so small for their age that they didn't even, like, fall on the charts for weight and height. Wow. So those – yeah, right. So those charts that you get every time you take your kids to the doctor that show the percentages, oh, my kid's 90% for this, and they didn't even – they were too small. They didn't fall on the charts for their own ages. So And Devante, like, right before they – um. Went missing. Devante had gone to a neighbor and asked for tortillas, bread, and cured meats for him and his siblings. He claimed that his his mothers didn't feed them, <sighs> and that neighbor, right? So that neighbor ultimately did call uh, Washington Child Welfare Services, so basically CPS, but they call it different, like in different states. Um, and an official knocked on the door the day before they left for this trip that would end in their deaths eventually. But what's weird about the food is, is that the house was found to be completely stocked with food, but apparently none of it was being fed to the kids.
0: Like, I am seriously rethinking our new podcast format, because this is disturbing, and I'm sure we're going to share, like, way more disturbing stories, but this is, like, um, I, I can't figure out, like, you said that they were living beyond their means, right? Right. But if they were, why wouldn't their house have, you know, pictures and you know, gaudy furniture and just like crazy things. Like I would love to know what they were actually spending their, their money on, you know, besides meats and shit for themselves, I guess, which, how do you
1: keep a kid from eating your food? I want to know that trick. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe they were too afraid. I don't, I honestly, I don't know. Um, I know that the articles that I read said that there were, um, and I'm, you know, credit card debt and stuff like that's a thing in this country. I'm not, I'm not trying to diss anybody. Um, But the fact was, is that they had, I think it was two different credit cards that were like well over one of them was like 16,000. the other one was pretty high too, that they had maxed out because they, I don't know. I don't know what they were spending their money on, but (laughs) some of the other odd things about the Hart family would be um, the mothers depicted them as vegetarians on their social media. So there was even this uh, post. It was a photo of one of the children with a bushel of kale as big as their head. And, and I, I, didn't note exactly what the post said, but I remember reading it and thinking how stupid it was because it was basically the, the, it was her, uh, the mom that posted it was like, you know how sometimes you'll post a conversation you had with somebody and you put yeah. like, Oh me. And then this person, well, it was her and a cashier and the cash and the cashier was like, wow, this is a lot of vegetables. And the child, whoever this child, whichever one it was, it was in the photo, uh, said, well, we're vegetarian. And then the cashier was like, well, it looks like your parent, your, your mom didn't get you guys any snacks. And the, the mom said, and, and put like in, you know, uh, you know, in parentheses, like she didn't actually say it. Obviously he doesn't know that kale's a snack. I don't know how many kids you guys know, but how many kids think kale is a snack? I mean, good on
0: you for being that mom if you have a kid that loves kale as a snack. Like, you're winning. (laughs) I hate kale. Kale is an evil green. It's
1: disgusting. I I mean, but okay. Not a fan. So anyways, um, even though these were things that were on Facebook, so again, they're forward-facing life, when the police searched their home, there were hot dogs, ham, uh, (laughs) large packs of chicken breasts, and rolls of ground beef. Wow. So it's not even like... So, you know... It's not even like, oh, we're vegetarian, but sometimes we eat bacon. No, that's not even what's happening, right? Right. (laughs) You've got a fridge full of meat. I I don't understand. You have whole farm animals in your fridge. (laughs) Right. But yet you're a vegetarian. It's super confusing. Um, They also claim that they had no screen time in their home, um, that their children, and it was something along the lines of, and so I should have written the quote, but it was something along the lines of that their children had the largest screen in the world, the outdoors. So they kind of made it sound like there wasn't TV and stuff like that. But, you know, some mumbo jumbo like that. I don't know. But yet again, when the police found, they found a big screen TV, a tablet and a laptop all in the living room area. Huh. So these kids huh. had, they had screen time. Unless they just restricted them from using it. I don't know. Um, and then on top of that, not that I am one to be judging on drinking because I liked, <laughs> I like my occasional drink. But friends and their social media made it seem like Jennifer Hart didn't drink and Sarah Hart only occasionally did. But there's photos of the home that show 17 bottles of wine on the counters. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like
0: my house. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> uh, you have more than 17. Yeah, Well, they're
0: not on my counter. Like, they're put away. No, I'm not drinking nice them immediately. I- <laughs> this isn't about me, okay? okay just this is about crazy moms. <laughs> Anyways, it just goes to show you that you can't really know someone unless you actually know someone in person, like, for reals. Why the fuck would you claim all the opposites of who you really are? Like, claiming to be vegan, who does that as a benefit? Like, what? Like, no one cares. Unless you're famous, then people seem to give a shit for whatever reason. But in reality, who you lie to is yourself. So, I don't know. It's just super sad for these children, and I, I my heart breaks for them, and just... Obviously, they just lived in pools of lies,
1: right? You know, that's who and didn't these even women have were. beds. They didn't have beds, right? Like I, I don't know. And this kind of brings back to the money again. So the money that was being paid for the kids is kind of confusing, and I couldn't figure it out just from the articles I found. So, you know, forgive me if these facts are not completely, perfectly true. If you want to yell at me, go ahead and email us. I can't guarantee I'll read it. Um, but so <laughs> some of the money were, was from a parent's retirement account. Um, there, you know, some of these kids were siblings, so some of the, you know, are DNA siblings. Yeah. So there was a parent retirement account. Some was from the foster system and some, which I, this is what I didn't understand was actual child support payments, but maybe they were calling it child support payments from the foster system. So I'm not completely clear on that. I don't know how that works in Texas. Don't ask me. I've actually never even been there. (laughs) Um, so, but Jennifer and Sarah were living off of one income of Sarah working at Kohl's. Now. The Pacific Northwest friends is not cheap. It is not easy to live up here. No. Not to mention owning a home and having six children. So I do not know well, the kids were moneymakers. It's clear that they were the money making machine for these women. And um but as the kids met eighteen, that money would start to decrease. So that could have very well been part of the motive for what happened.
0: Well, and you know, the fact that, you know, the age of eighteen, all these kids, what was the youngest one? Twelve? I think so. So, yeah, so they're all starting to come into that that scary time frame of, oh, shit, I better start doing something. I better start trying to adopt babies or something (laughs) to make some money. But, you know, isn't adopting supposed to be, like, way difficult? Like, how on earth did they get six beautiful children? I don't understand. I really would like to know how they they manipulated the system. I have never gone through the adoption process, but from what I understand, it is a rigorous process. I know... um, If you listen to our podcasts or past ones, I'm a huge Rachel Hollis fan. And when I was reading her books about her journey, it was awful. Like it was really, I mean, really heart-wrenching, like some of the stories that she told and it was not easy. Um, So I would love to know how, you know, the system fucked up and let these women have these six precious children. I just don't get it.
1: Yeah. I, so I only really know from a friend's experience in Nevada that, you know, adopting from foster care, you know, when you go to become a foster parent, you don't just adopt kids, right? Like kids come to foster care, even though parents still have rights and things like that. It is a process to become a foster parent. You have to go to like classes and things like that, I think. And then, um, you know, then you also have a, a, a worker that's supposed to come to your house and check. But so I didn't find a lot of details. And maybe I should have gone even deeper to find out how they adopted these kids. But I knew, know, that some of the children were related by blood. So that could be one explanation, because I think when it comes to the foster care system, if there are siblings and they can be adopted together, they're they, going to do that. Yeah, that like makes they're sense. gonna keep Yeah. So that's my guess on maybe how they were able to adopt so many children. That's crazy, though.
0: You know, I found some interesting insight on uh, PressDemocrat.com that said, um, here it goes, toxicology tests after the crash showed Jen Hart had an intoxicating level of alcohol in her system. So that was Wait, news to me.
1: Jennifer that wasn't supposed to be drinking? Yeah, that
0: one. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer. Yeah, go, Jen.
1: <laughs> but her wife had
0: at least... Um, sorry, her wife and at least several kids had ingested antihistamines, a sedative, um, and that is what the investigators had said of them. So examination of the car showed Jen Hart had accelerated from a dead stop. So she had stopped the car.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Probably to yell at the kids.
1: (laughs) You know? Unless they were sleeping. Uh, Maybe. Right, true, true.
0: Um, I didn't even think about that. Um, So from a dead stop over and then, you know, they went over the cliff. So none of the passengers uh, were wearing seatbelts at the time of the crash, you know, minus the, wi- the wife, I guess, in the passenger seat. But that's what the authorities said. But, you know, you are I hadn't even thought of that, what you just said. If, you know, saying the sedative thing, they might have all been passed out.
1: Yeah, they don't – so there's no proof, right? There's no, there's no evidence or they can't – they don't – there's no way of knowing what happened in that car. But the one thing that the cops did say because there was, like – quite a bit of dirt road, like dirt like off what would you call that like where you pull off like the little pull off section so between yeah. the cliff and the road there was like this dirt section that she would have had to drive purposely to go through like she couldn't just Oh, I accidentally did this. No, there was too much space. And so the the authorities did believe that she did make a stop and then she gunned it and they went over the cliff. Yeah. So and there does seem to be conflicting information about the seatbelts because I have I have read articles that say both of them were wearing seatbelts. But then some said that their bodies were thrown from the vehicle. So either way, though, the drugs and the booze clearly show that this was intentional and it wasn't some traffic accident
0: right so the article went on further to say that jen and sarah hart who adopted their children in texas uh, two groups at a time so two groups uh already had left homes in alexandria minnesota and westland oregon after child welfare authorities came became involved there so in minnesota sarah hart pledged uh, wow i cannot speak today sarah hart pleaded guilty to domestic assault after one of the girls abigail then at that time six turned up at school with bruises all over her torso even though she told her teacher it was jen hart who inflicted the wounds so the kids were pulled from the school the next day and never attended formal school again like how was this not a red flag to cps just saying. I know there are so many cases out there that are probably more horrific than this, but something needs to be done. Uh, the system clearly failed these six children, not to mention, I am sure this case makes it even harder on good families with good intentions to adopt. And I will tell you, you know, the, um, them finding the marks on this child and then being brought to light kind of thing. And then they they were like, oh, we better get the hell out of Dodge. That wasn't the first time, I promise you, that this child has been abused. Like, I'm sure, like, the marks just started showing up, but, like, they didn't intend for them to be found, right? So this is probably abuse that has been going on for a long time, not
1: just recent. Right, and she's only six, right? So six means that she's only either late in kindergarten or early into first grade. Right. Right. Because fifth grade is usually kindergarten, right? So she it's possible that this abuse was going on or also I don't, I didn't find the ages of when they adopted these kids. So who knows? Maybe she wasn't even with them. Abigail hadn't been with them that long. There's all sorts of things, but um, yeah, it's obviously that something, there was something that dropped the ball there. Um, Another local article on uh, KTU here up in the Pacific Northwest reported that Washington child protective services had shown up after the neighbor reported them. However, when they answered the, or when they, knocked on the door no one answered the door and then um after the worker left according to neighbors they reported seeing jen and sarah loading all the kids quickly into their suv and they took off so that was the last time they were seen at their home um but their experience in other states with cps probably made them realize that staying at home was not an option so um and obviously even though cps came back a few times after that date the hearts never returned So, and you know, actually reading the different articles I found, it seems that they were able to actually evade CPS by changing states. So Washington state didn't seem to have the record of what had happened in Minnesota. And that seems like a big hole in the system, if that's true, like you shouldn't be able just to move states and continue to be uh, a child abuser. And I'm sorry, I'm not a huge, I'm not a big supporter of spanking. That's something that's just, I'm not big on, but apparently if that's what Sarah Hart had called it, When Abigail turned up with bruises, because that's what the article I read said, Yeah, spanking doesn't leave bruises all over the body of a child. Right. Okay? Like, it doesn't. But this also falls in line with them possibly withholding food from the children as punishment as well, which is obviously, like, a huge form of abuse. Right. (laughs) That. Um, But despite all of this, right, there are still friends that claimed Jen and Sarah were, and I quote, Jen and Sarah really were the kind of parents that I think the world desperately needs. Uh <laughs> Um, no dude. No one needs parents like this. No one needs parents that doesn't even that don't even provide them a bed. That are you kidding? Um the friends also claim that they didn't see signs of abuse, but for all the kids to be as small as they were and to be begging for food, there was clearly something happening that Jen and Sarah Hart were just very good at hiding from the world.
0: Yeah, so anyway, you cut it, this is a fucked up story.
1: <laughs> right. I could
0: care less about those moms, but those kids didn't deserve that ending. You know, um, as a mom, I think it's like we have said in previous podcasts, you have. You have to have your inner circle, right? Not the friends of Jen and Sarah, though, because obviously those friends are retarded (laughs) and they had no idea what was actually going on. Like, when I think of friends, I think of people that have been in my home, that have eaten my food, that we have, you know, partied at our houses. Like, they clearly were not good enough friends to have seen like these women's houses. Right. I mean, there's no way that you would think that that was okay as a parent to only have one twin size bed and then everybody else is sleeping on mats. No, but you know, you, you need to have other moms in your life that support, and lift you and possibly the ones that will rat you out to CPS when they know you, right. when they know you've gone bat shit crazy, you know, because everybody needs a Karen in their life, right?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that that works though, if you aren't crazy, because these right. women obviously were very, very good at hiding what was really happening. I mean, their, their social media presence is all positivity. Lots of pictures of the kids, the kids are smiling, but that's very common in domestic violence people keep smiling The bruises are hidden stuff you know if they're not being fed that's probably not something you're really gonna see so i think the neighbors that did call cps in washington were probably the angels these kids needed it was just moments too late unfortunately so yeah that's the first um mom crime story from us the death of the heart children yeah or deaths deaths yes plural
0: So let us know if this is something you found interesting and want more of. Um, And if you know of a crazy mom story that isn't widely known, please write to us and tell us about it because we would love to, um, to talk about it. So anyways, that's it. At the end of the day, we're just two moms and friends trying to keep our shit together, lipstick off our teeth,
1: keep the kids alive, and enjoy every moment.
0: If you want to send us your mom stories or a topic you'd like us to chat about on our podcast, email us at momswhosaythefword at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram with our handle at momswhosaythefword.
1: And remember, if you can't say something nice, come sit next to us.
0: Don't forget to tune in next week for a brand new episode. And if you like what you heard today, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you have found our podcast. It really helps us. Till then, these moms are fucking out.